listening to the Park Rush podcast. This is a Thing Park podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me as ever for the last time before Christmas. And what a Christmas it's going to oh, be. It's baby. Josh. Hello there. Hey, Josh. Uh, season's greetings. Good tidings to you. How are you doing? Uh, bar humbug. Bar humbug. It's, uh, it's tier four life. Tier four life, Josh. I'm glad that we, we're recording on Sunday this week, not Saturday, and that's that's turned out to be a great move because because now we can uh, record knowing that we are in uh, tier four. Uh, so the joke's on us, I think, Josh, because a few weeks ago we were complaining that ah oh, tier one being the lowest is stupid. That should be the top one. And now the government's like, well, the joke's on you, because what would we do now if we wanted a higher tier? Uh, so now we've got tier four. What, Josh, just, I mean, what would you have done if tier one had been top and then they wanted a higher one than that? What would you have called it? Um, a tier zero. Tier zero? Yeah. Hmm. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, they say they used to say like ground zero here a lot, but that's kind of like, I guess you'd say ground zero of the coronavirus would have been Wuhan. Wuhan, yeah. So... Tier zero, I guess that's what they, I mean, unless uh -huh. they just come up with a bit of a curveball. Like I think they'd have to give it like a subtitle, you know, like a dramatic movie. Yeah, uh, I think <laughs> what like I that. actually would have done was, do you know how we grade like terrorist attacks and stuff? We use actual words like severe. Oh, that's that's how I would have done it rather than using the Americanism of using DEFCON 5. What about, about tier origins? <laughs> tier begins. You know, just think of more prequel terminology that gets banded about. I mean, I've just thrown two Batman ones out there because I mean, it says more about how many bloody Batman origin stories there have been. But, um, well, um, it's rough times here, Josh. I, don't, I, I, I haven't checked, but I'm fairly confident that in Tier 4, theme parks are shut. <laughs> uh, if they weren't shut already. Yeah. Tier 4, uh, you can't meet anyone anymore but you can't we we have reopened theme parks as a as a sort of treat you know feel good help you get through this tough time uh everything is more strict except theme parks can now reopen in fact but they're still closed in tier three uh yes uh and we've all the rules are broke like got rid of all the rules in the theme parks as soon as you walk in screw it take your mask off sit side by side with a rando love it yeah uh yeah, uh, where we live, we've been plunged, plunged into the uh, into even tougher coronavirus restrictions here. It reminds me of Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. I don't know if you... There's a scene in it where Kevin's walking alone at night next to Central Park and there's like some prostitutes and some weirdos. And he calls a taxi. Are you about to... Because is this that it's not much better in here, kids? Think. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you've definitely... You, you've definitely... You've definitely used this before. Yeah, before every we're time about, gets worse. we're talking about coronavirus, and I can't, <laughs> I can't remember what if we did episode titles. It ain't much better in here, kid. Could have been the title at least twice now. Yeah, but no, you're right. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a grim Christmas. I don't know if even our annual viewing of a Muppet's Christmas Carol will quite lift my spirits as it normally does. To be honest. Yeah, I mean, we haven't we haven't watched any Christmas films yet. That was going to be that's like this week coming up, and now it feels like I don't know whether <laughs> it feels uh, jaded. Yeah, I tell you, a Christmas film that won't raise your spirits: Noel on Disney Plus. Utter rubbish. Utter rubbish. Is that the um, 
What's the face one? Anna Ken- Anna Kendrick. Yes. I watched that last year. Mm. Um which was not possible in U- the UK you say Josh. Well, correct. But I digress. Yeah, I didn't much enjoy that film to be honest, but um hey ho. Ho ho ho. It's, 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 it's Bill Hader as well, right? Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. It's just not very funny. And it's one of those films where every other line of dialogue is written and delivered in a way that makes you think it's meant to be a joke. And it's hardly ever even worth a wry smile. Yeah. It's it's just a bit desperate and sad. Uh, like the situation that we now live in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Um, anyway. My, my, uh, my f- mum keeps saying we should watch Last Christmas. I'm like... Isn't that a film about a woman who has a weird in her head relationship because she has a heart transplant from a guy who's now dead and she has a weird in her mind relationship with the guy whose heart it is? It's like that seems like a twisted film that I don't really want to watch at Christmas. I I believe that is indeed the case, yes. Um I don't think it's meant to be very good. And continues Amelia Clark's hot streak of being in kind of a load of garbage other than Game of Thrones, which ultimately also became garbage. Yes, so God, Game of Thrones, she remember better, that? She needs a better agent, I would suggest. Yeah, Game of Thrones. That's the thing, you see. 2020, of course, has been absolutely awful. But 2019 will, for me, always be remembered as the year that ruined Game of Thrones. I mean, some would argue that it had been ruined before then, but 2019 really stuck the knife in and twisted oh, yeah. it numerous times, you know, and then set it on fire. And it was like, stop, it's already dead. And then started, you know, chopping it up into bits and chucked it in the sea. It reminds and, me of um, uh, that scene in uh, Caesar where... I thought you were going to say Home Alone too. <laughs> where it's like, you're wandering around the streets of coronavirus and then just get into a cab and there's a, your Uber driver's watching Game of Thrones on his phone and says, it ain't much better in <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, it's like uh, season six was like walking past Central Park. And then, uh, whatever. I don't even know the seasons anymore. <laughs> I've just lost uh, anything. Uh, season eight was the last one. Season eight, right. So, like, I feel yeah. like during Caesar, the Shakespeare play, uh, we re- I read it at school. I think you probably read it at school as well. I don't know. Um, but there's a scene on the steps, the famous scene where uh, he gets stabbed in the back by everyone. Um, and I feel like that was the last couple, like six and seven of Game of Thrones was... Caesar getting stabbed in the back. And then season eight was when Brutus, his best friend, stabs him in the back. E2 Brute, right. then fall Game of Thrones. Oh God, you're so profound. I can't keep up. Thanks. I can't keep up. Anyway, uh, and perhaps a better way of maybe cheering yourself up than watching average Christmas films would be just to play video games such as oh, yeah. Planet Coaster. Josh, it's the final instalment of our Thing Park video game review series today. It's the final instalment. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Nice. Thanks. It's unbelievable that we've made it. We've got this far. Emotional times. We've played a lot of games. Some of them good. Some of them really good, in fact. Some of them awful. Some <laughs> of them really awful, in fact. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're at an end now. Long-time listeners may say, well, hang on a minute. You, you've done an episode about Planet Coaster. And, and I say to you, yes, yes, we have. But it's out now on console uh, with, a, with a slightly rebranded name of Planet Coaster Console Edition. 
and we thought, given that it's uh, kind of a, a new release with the new consoles, a, a launch game, there, there's actually you know a, a good bit of interest surrounding it, especially as it's on Game Pass on Xbox, so there's millions of people that can just sort of access it immediately and play it at no additional cost. Game Pass, not a sponsor. Hey, Tom. So, oh, oh, oh. Sorry, uh, I know this is... Uh, there's a macOS version now. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. As of when? Seventeenth uh, of November. I had no idea. That's that is when Console Edition came out, I believe. That's. Uh, yeah. That was around about when that when the new Xbox and the new PlayStation came out. Huh. Oh wow. I might have to look into that. You know, and because as we will get onto, I I have really enjoyed my time with Planet Coaster. I've been playing on the Xbox Series X. It seems like a really good version of the game. Uh, you've obviously your experience with the PC version. Uh, we obviously did an episode about the PC version uh, a while back, uh, but you also seem impressed with the console version. Uh, before we dive in, I will just say, as this is a final episode before Christmas, uh, there have been, you know, I'll just do a quick whistle-stop tour of some Thing Park news that's happened this week. Uh, Shock Horror Efteling is closed again in the <laughs> Netherlands because of, you guessed it, Josh, coronavirus. What? Hell yeah. Uh, Disney are changing the rules on their Rise of the Resistance ride again, come up with this second seating uh, virtual queue, uh, which will open up at one o'clock in the afternoon each day rather than two o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, Basically, I think it's designed to just break up the demand for that ride over the course of the day rather than allow everyone to sort of pile in at the start. So uh, that seems like a ride I would absolutely not want to go anywhere near during a (laughs) during a pandemic uh, i mean the stormtroopers are obviously all masked up but uh, I, I still i'm still not sure about you know crowding into a star destroyer at a time like this to be honest absolutely uh, universal orlando have opened a new hotel for all those tourists that are coming to america right now uh, disney is uh, still keeping its uh, college program on ice which is uh, quite worrying i suppose as we head into 20 20- 21, uh, you know, Epcot in particular is going to be looking very different, I'm sure, and feeling very different for visitors for some time to come, as long as that college program is still on ice. Uh, Legoland has closed early, um, again, because I think of coronavirus and the fact that they won't be expecting the kinds of crowds they normally would get at this time of year. Uh, That's Legoland, California, by the way. And uh, Shigeru Miyamoto who came up with Super Mario. He created Super Mario. Uh, He has been touring Super Nintendo World at Universal Japan, and there is a fun video, a Nintendo Direct, in fact, on the Nintendo YouTube channel, which uh, I highly recommend you check out if you have not seen it. Uh, That's your whistle-stop tour of theme park news, uh, unless you have anything else that you spotted, Josh. Um, Legoland in the UK got in a bit of issue. Uh, because they forced a disabled child to walk, um, it was part of that's it's weirdly part of their like emergency like exit regime. So that's messed up. I I didn't even know Legoland was open. Um, I think it might have been earlier in the year, but it came out more recently. Well, uh, that that is messed up. Uh, we. Uh, we move on from there, though. I, th- I guess that's it for theme park news for the year. And uh, yeah, let's let's pile in on Planet Coaster Console Edition. Um, as I said, I've been playing on the Xbox Series X. Uh, I did enjoy. I, I played some yesterday as of recording. I also played some uh, this morning as of recording, and I, I enjoyed logging on, seeing you also playing it, Josh. And it took me back to how uh, 
people used to do their maths homework at lunch <laughs> before the le- before the lesson started. And I remember one time the teacher came in towards the end of lunchtime and was like, "What you did? What what are you doing?" I was like, "Oh, I can't remember who it was. Someone someone was basically uh, uh, scolded for doing their maths homework in the ten minute period <laughs> between lunch." Uh, and and the maths lesson actually starting, and I, and I half expected someone from like I don't know Anchor, where we host our podcast, to burst in and be like, "What have you? Why aren't you more prepared?" <laughs> and just pulling the plug on my Xbox. And uh, I I I got I got uh, that was me. Oh right, yeah. Um, um, and it was maths, and it was Mr. Gillivan. Uh, I probably shouldn't say his name. Um, no, I'm sure he's a, a listener. Yes. So you should be careful. That was uh, that was quite amusing. Mm, yeah. Uh, anyway, let's let's talk planet cons- planet <laughs> planet coaster console edition. Now, on paper, the kind of game that would normally I think translate pretty badly to consoles, and I think the type of game also that uh, wouldn't necessarily even be considered for a console port, just because of the demands that these kinds of games can place on the hardware. And of course, they're the kind of games where, especially in sort of sandbox mode, where you're constantly building upon what you've already got, the demands on the hardware only become more and more pronounced. And that's why I think I was keen to wait until the, well, I guess what is now, the current gen version of the game to uh, to hit and for me to be able to play it on a current gen console because it seemed like the type of thing that a PS4 and Xbox One would maybe struggle with, if not initially, then over time. Uh, although maybe not struggle as much as uh, as they do with Cyberpunk, <laughs> but um, yeah, I was keen to wait to play it on a on a new console, and obviously with it being on Game Pass, it was uh, an easy one to choose uh, to play on the Series X. Uh, Josh, I don't know if it's worth just uh, briefly recapping your time with it on PC, and, and I guess kind of what you were expecting from the console version and and maybe what concerns or hopes you had going in based on your experience with the with the pc version which was a a 2016 release i believe so a good four years ago now uh yeah um i guess on pc it's always easier to play these games right because you have the mouse and you have the keyboard and it's you get a lot more precision in placement and that sort of thing and uh it's easier to work with dials and uh sliders and things like that um so it's it's mainly and there's a there's a lot of that going on in planet coaster um and yeah where you've got this like where you're not uh tied down to a grid system you it's all the pathways are fluid and that sort of thing so uh precision is very important in the in planet coaster uh so my main concern was how well that would translate to uh a controller um and you know how are they going to and obviously the menu systems are very are quite deep there's a lot going on there's a lot of uh elements to uh you know there's a lot of coasters there's a lot of scenery options uh there's a scenery builder um how would those things translate to a controller and delving into the menus and that sort of thing they were my biggest concerns um yeah yeah, I think you know, as someone who I haven't played Planet Coaster on PC, but you know, I have, I, I'm familiar with these types of games from the older RCT games and and more recently Parkitect. I, I like actually 
and I, and I was really pleasantly surprised by how Planet Coaster translated to a controller. I think the worst thing I can say about it is just a less efficient way of playing the game. You know, buttoning through menus and submenus and whatnot is is obviously going to be you know not quite as streamlined on a controller as it would be with a mouse and keyboard. You can't get to things quite as quickly. But there are things you can do to make it a little bit more controller friendly. I mean, you mentioned there that precision is a big thing for the game, but you can, uh, when you're placing down anything from, you know, trees to shops to rides to pathways, you can, uh, like, tick boxes to sort of snap things to certain specific angles or, or to a grid and just make it a bit easier for you to line things up if you're, you know, finding the, the analog control a little bit fiddly or a little bit too imprecise even. So that's pretty good. And I think what the game also does really well, which Parkitect also does well, is the campaign levels that it has are are really good at kind of giving you a good starting point to build upon and kind of learn how best to design and uh, and, and use all the different uh, elements of, of the theme park building that the game has. Like there's lots of inspiration that can be drawn from the parks that have that have been pre-built for you to build upon in the campaign so it starts you off with some pirate themed parks and it moves you on to some fantasy themed parks and the specific objectives obviously give you a kind of hold your hand a little bit as well but even just seeing how the developers have uh, you know manipulated the terrain and put down decorations and intertwined all those things with with rides especially roller coasters is uh, is cool and means that it never really you know in my few hours with the game on console i've never really felt overwhelmed which i kind of expected that i would do and i think it has a way better tutorial than jurassic world evolution which we talked about last week and i was quite complimentary about how that game translated to a controller but i think i think really that was also a consequence of just how basic and stream strip streamlined that particular game is and how limited it is Whereas with uh, Planet Coaster, there's there's obviously more going on, mm. but it, it still doesn't feel too overwhelming. And I got I got my head around it quicker than I expected on a controller, to be honest. So that was good. Um, I I guess you I mean you said you jumped straight to sandbox mode because you were uh, uh, you'd obviously already played a, a bit of the campaign on PC. So uh, what what did you get up to, Josh? What were you, what was your vision for your first Planet Coaster console park? Was it just uh, a giant Xbox? It was just a giant Xbox. Um, I built a giant uh, OG Xbox as well, like that. Um, this is GPU Street. Uh, uh, welcome to CPU Boulevard. Uh, graphics card Crescent. Uh, Controller Central. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, uh, connect walkways. Um I'm just trying to think of more. I I had a Xbox theme park lands. I had a, a a character wandering around, a mascot. He was called the the Duke of Xbox, like the like the oh nice play on the controller. Yeah, your Halo Land. Uh, you started, but you're not going to finish it until next year. Oof. The, the good thing about that one is that it's um, I've bought a lot of land, so that area is just absolutely infinite. Oh, excellent, right? Yeah. But the guests, the guests sort of had a quick look and were like, "No, nah, I don't." I don't fancy this, to be honest. Yeah, the problem is, is, uh, Master Chief is just Dave with a bit of cardboard around him. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, you can't can't get away with that (laughs) with Halo. Um, No, actually, so I I dived in and one of my first thoughts was um, straight away, 
interaction with the pathways. That was my first thought. And so okay. I built this uh, roller coaster, which is, um, I can't remember what it's, which one it is, but it's a bit, so it fires you forwards and you just go uh, out forwards a bit and then straight up. And then you come back down through the station and then back out the back of the station and upwards before dropping again. And it kind of does that in a bit of a, a loop. Kind of like, um, I guess it's a bit like the ride, the new one that's being built at uh, SeaWorld. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of, a, of another example, but I can't off the top of my head. Um, and I placed that right over the entrance. So before you even get into the park, uh, you have um, interaction with this coaster. So it's pretty great. Um, and it's um, inverted, so the people are hanging below the track, so even closer interaction. Um, and I was like, right, okay, so this is here. I'm going to build my main street around this coaster. So the coaster is going to go down the middle, pathways down the outside of it. I need some buildings. Um, so I went in, looked at the buildings. I was like, oh, this one's called Festive. Interesting. Clicked on the scenery option. Just chose all the festive stuff and just decided, right, that's it. It's Christmas themed. It's a Christmas theme <laughs> park. But does that mean you're only opening sort of the six weeks leading up to Christmas? What's the business model here for this thing? It's park? like a winter wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't visit all year round yeah no uh, so you've, got, you've got temp staff yeah and you turf them all out at the end of, at the beginning of january exactly yeah they're all on zero hour contracts all um, uh, right yeah ticket prices are ridiculous because it's six because it's only open for six weeks of course of yep. course yeah you've got to pay you know 50 quid to get in and then 15 quid for every ride and it's 20 quid for a, for a drink 20 quid, 20 quid for a drink. How much does mulled wine go for in this place? You wouldn't don't believe. Want to know. Don't don't even ask, Tom. How many mulled wines would I have to have to consider paying the price that you charge for mulled wine? <laughs> Too many. <laughs> I've had mulled wine once in my life and I fell asleep almost immediately. <laughs> just, just knocked me out. Uh, let me Although, tell you this. Wine is not enough. It was, it was when I was watching uh, Exodus... The, the Christian Bale fronted retelling of the story of Moses, which oh, is not very one. good. So it may well have been that that sent me to sleep more than the mulled wine. To yeah, be that fair. makes sense. But it, I think it was a dangerous, you know, cocktail. Uh, that bad movie and mulled wine. Uh, yeah, it will get you. If you need a, if you need need to get to sleep, you know, if you're struggling to sleep in these dark times, then I, I recommend that as a as a cocktail of uh, of boredom. Yes. Okay. Sure. I'll note that one down. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think it's it's a really cool it was really cool. Um and it meant that I, I mean I know you obviously always put like the toilets off to one side, uh kind of hidden away. But the the yeah. scenery of the building. Did you just was have so them front fr you had them front and centre, did you? Front and centre. <laughs> so they were like they're the Cinderella's castle of this place. Uh actually no, the Cinderella castle of the built of the place was the big Christmas tree. Uh, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, massive sounds thing. like a nice idea. Yeah, uh, staff nice. building was really cool. It looked like a gingerbread firehouse. Very nice, very nice. Um, so, and that was really cool. And there's a there's a hotel. I didn't realize the game had a hotel now. I didn't know that either. Yeah, there's a hotel. So I had a gingerbread hotel. Um, awesome first aid. Also made of, everything's made of gingerbread. All the buildings are gingerbread. If I'm honest. <laughs> 
Are you are you a gingerbread fan generally? Do you go for gingerbread at this time of year? I I don't. I don't. I'm not a big fan of ginger generally. Mm. Um, and gingerbread more so. I would say. The interesting one is my dad, who uh love, loves ginger. He will eat ginger snap biscuits or whatever till the cows come home. But gingerbread, nah, I'm not having it. That is that is weird. Yeah, that is weird. Well, that sounds good. I mean, you've obviously, I mean, are you going to try and recreate this on the PC potentially? Is it, have you given yourself inspiration to, to dive back into the PC version and make a Christmas park? Or are you going to keep this uh, keep this between you and the Xbox Series X? Uh, if I get onto the PC version again this side of New Year's, then I'll, pro- I'll go Christmas. Nice. Christmas yeah, sure. I, 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 I quite like this idea, actually. I might. I was gonna. I think I'm gonna return to this game over Christmas. I, I've been enjoying it, and I'd like to play more of it. And I think, as I get more used to it, I've only played the campaign levels so far. As I said, I've played the first pirate-themed uh, campaign mission, and the first fantasy-themed campaign mission. I did the tutorials as well. The only thing I don't like about it are the the voiceover. The voiceover of all the characters in the tutorial were started to grind my gears after a while. To be honest, I think a couple of them are meant to be annoying. There's one that's like. Um, I think she's meant to be like a theme park influencer, uh, and and you know she's got this like super grading voice, like 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 the bully in a Disney Channel show, and oh. that was really awful. I didn't much enjoy that. And then you had the like, the main guy who sounds like a cheap Ewan McGregor, but course, uh, yeah. other than some yeah other than some dodgy voice work, I, I was very much enjoying the campaign. It looks really nice as well. I think it's got. Uh, you know, as far as I can tell, it runs at 4K. It's got HDR, looks nice. And you know, the time of day transition is pretty striking, and it runs really well as well. I haven't had any problems yet on that front. You know, whether I'm zooming super far in, uh, right down to kind of path level, uh, which I I really like as a way of getting a kind of sense of because you can kind of lose sight when you're just playing from a bird's eye view the whole time. Yeah, you can you can maybe underestimate actually just how much. Just how big of an impact, uh, like especially the more decorative side of the theme park building, uh, how much of a difference that can actually make. I and mean, then when you go down to kind of street level and kind of see it from the guest's perspective, uh, it's it become you you kind of appreciate just how immersive uh, you can make the parks, which I think is cool. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I guess I guess it's like you because it's something you often I often feel when I see sort of you know bio reconstruct put up bird's eye pictures on twitter of, of various theme parks and you see island islands of adventure from the sky and you see how like the hogwarts express is you know uh, is connected between the parks and that kind of thing and it kind of ruins the magic a little bit <laughs> like you're so immersed when you're actually down there and then you see it from above and you're like this look I mean, it just looks a bit naff <laughs> and, and it, you're playing planet coaster it's you kind of yeah you don't, you don't necessarily appreciate all the work that you've put into it until you you go down to the street level and and it's cool like there are so many options for decorating the park i really like all the different animatronics you can plop down especially in the pirate level that i was doing there are some fun ones there lots very blatantly kind of influenced by pirates of the caribbean but uh but but they're they're good fun they're good fun Uh, did you did you get into much sort of custom coaster creation with your time on the Xbox version, I must admit I didn't beyond the tutorial. Uh, I but it seemed didn't fairly either. intuitive to me. It, 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 I, I think that was maybe more, even more so than some of the other construction stuff. Oh, I think on. that was where I looked at it and thought, oh, maybe actually I miss 
you would miss a mouse and keyboard here more but overall it seemed you know as streamlined as you could probably reasonably expect it to be on a controller so i don't think there were too many complaints there from what i could see and this, uh, this version of the no, game yeah. has reviewed well so yeah um so that's, so, so that's encouraging um sorry i just accidentally managed to launch planet coaster on by uh pc um <laughs> Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, my I guess my gripes my gripes of it is is the same gripes that are on the PC version is that you can't really build like a plaza area um, because of how the um, pathing works. Right. Um, whereas obviously you can build a plaza in like Parkitect or something like that because you're snapping to grid points, right? Mm. Um, yeah. And. Um, yeah, I just I didn't I didn't get in much into the like custom coaster building purely on the fact that uh it it I don't know. I just didn't really fancy doing it on the on my controller. No. No. It is a bit of a faff and 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 as I said earlier that's kind of the the biggest problem with the with the game and I I think you know it's fairly unavoidable it's just that there is a lot of buttoning through or buttoning down into sub-menus of menus and then having to button all the way back out to the top menu to then button down into a different sub-menu. And that's the case whether you're hiring staff or putting down buildings or extending a path or building a roller coaster. There is a lot of tapping A three or four times to find the thing you want and then tapping B three or four times to get back to where you were before and then go in and find something else. Uh, yeah, when you're sure. just kind of navigating the park, it's all fine. You know, you're using the sticks in conjunction with one another to pan across the land and rotate the view, and then you're using the triggers to zoom in and out. You're buttoning through the different overall sections of the kind of construction menu with the bumper buttons, and that all works just fine. UI looks nice and sharp. But yeah, uh, when you're getting more into drilling down into you know more specific parts of the UI and the menus, it can become a little bit of a faff, and it definitely won't be as you know if you had a vision in your head of the park you wanted to build and went about building it in exactly the same way, in exactly the to exactly the same scale, everything on both console and PC. I think inevitably it would take you a fair amount longer to do it on console, just because it's slower to get around the yeah. menus than it is on on the PC. But I think if you're not familiar with the PC version, I don't think you'll. I, th- I think you'll get on with it just fine, to be honest. And as I said, you know, if you're on Xbox, you can tr- and have Game Pass, you can just check this out. Uh, and it's not a particularly big download, even. So it's uh, it's fairly low maintenance to get in and have a go. And I think it shows you the ropes fairly well, and is pretty accessible, all things considered. Whilst whilst also being very deep, there's a lot going on and i haven't tried sandbox yet but i'm looking forward to and seeing just how uh just how creative i can get i suppose i, I have a few ideas and, and i quite like the christmas idea as well and uh, yeah i'm going to stream some on twitch hopefully over the christmas period so that'd be cool uh and that that will definitely be sandbox stuff but uh yeah i'm intrigued by this mac version i mean i have an imac uh it it's pretty powerful i, I feel like it should run the game so i might have to look into that um, and I yeah. assume as it's a new release, it will support, you know, because, you know, was it about a year ago, the new, the, what was the new version of Mac OS meant that everything had to be a 64-bit program, correct? Uh, so yeah. quite a lot of games haven't been updated to support that. But I assume if you're a new Mac release, 
you you just do by default. You would assume so, right? Uh, yeah. So so is the Mac version on Steam? I'm gonna have a quick it look is. now. It's, uh, so oh. if you if you already own it on PC, like I do, mm. I, I automatically get access to the Steam version, uh, to the uh, nice. Mac version. Um, so yeah, you you would be the same. But obviously, I guess you haven't bought it on PC at all. No, I don't believe I have. But I it's, you know, it's, it's not. I mean, it seems to me like the type of game that goes on sale fairly regularly. So um, it may be uh, that yeah. I add it to like my wish list and uh, you, you get an email and check it out at a later date. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's that's cool. I mean, obviously on PC, there's I think there's way more DLC stuff, right? And they've they've got some licensed packs like Back to the Future and Ghostbusters and yep. things like that. Yeah. So that's neat. I think I will try. I mean, I don't know if this is just an oversight, but the core game has the little Apple logo next to it, but the sort of the various bundles do not. They still only say Windows. So I don't know if that's oh, just an oversight. I it would seem weird that certain DLC doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, uh, yeah, I'm going to add that to my add to wish list. Um, Boom. Yeah, my my only gripes with the console version, like. Uh, are the gripes with the PC version as well? That you know the pathing uh, model isn't great. I don't think because you can't do these grand um, plazas um, like mm. would potentially see uh, in real life um, and that sort of thing. But yeah, I, it's still a great game. If you only have access to a console, then it's definitely a pl- it's definitely very playable. And very enjoyable on the console, so I, I would actually, yeah, still uh, recommend if you want to get involved, get involved with it in that way. Yes, I, 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 I thoroughly, uh, I thoroughly agree. Uh, obviously, I mean, Xbox is actually a pretty good place for. I mean, we've played quite a lot of the games in our Theme Park series now on Xbox, and it feels like Frontier specifically have been kind of building to this moment where they've kind of been, yeah, they've released some not great you know theme park games on console but i feel like they've they've kind of hopefully kind of taken everything they've learned from you know how to build a console ui and how to adapt traditionally pc releases to a controller and and hopefully that has all informed what they've been able to do with planet coaster and i think uh, yeah it's paid off ultimately you know there were growing pains scream ride disneyland adventures these were not good josh they were not good no We've spoken about them both in dedicated episodes, and you can go back and listen to those if you so choose. But Planet Coaster is a good time on PC, and it's obviously, um, you know, they've done a good job making it a good time on console as well. Uh, just uh, buttoning through Steam here, and I'm delighted to announce, Josh, that Jurassic World Evolution is uh, has a massive discount right now. That's It's about £3 on Steam. Oh, £3.49. So there you go. I think I already own that. <laughs> well, yes, and to be honest, if you don't own it, I, I, I think even for three pound forty nine, I'm not one hundred percent sure I would recommend you rush out and grab it. But uh, hey, uh, you know, maybe, maybe I'm being harsh on that game. I don't know. I just didn't find it particularly engaging. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Xbox is a is a good place to be if you like theme park games. Uh, a lot of them are on Game Pass, and Jurassic World Evolution is not on Game Pass, but was on Games with Gold at some point. So. There's a fair chance if you've been an Xbox player for a couple of years, you you have access to that game as well for free. So, yeah, that's a good home 
for for theme park games but as i said at the top planet coaster is also available on ps5 i don't know how the game runs or performs on ps4 and xbox one as i said or as i suggested i think it might well be the type of thing that you know starts seemingly fine and then you know the sandbox mode you might run into some roadblocks but yeah it's uh it's it's also not a, a completely full priced game on either console i believe it's going right now for for 40 pounds rather than the um kind of 50 or 60 that a lot of next gen games seem to be going for at the moment but i will i will just check that for the people for the people mm. it's 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 40 pounds at the moment on on amazon of course other retailers are available but it's 40 pounds for the xbox version it's 30 pounds for the ps4 version and i don't know whether and and that does have a ps5 upgrade and then the ps5 version is 36 pounds so uh, if you're on playstation it seems to me if i'm reading this right you would buy the ps4 version to save yourself a few quid and then you would get the upgrade for free and if you're on xbox there's just the one version for you to buy but frankly if you have an xbox you should have game pass and therefore you should have access to the game anyway makes perfect sense uh, so there we are there we are uh well josh i think i mean i have nothing else to say about planet coaster on console specifically i think if you want a deeper dive into all aspects of the game we have an episode for you from uh, a few weeks back that you can check out uh let me just scroll back here and see what episode was it what episode was it it was episode 95 josh back in the uh the happier times of August 2020, when uh, we weren't in lockdown, we were we were still allowed to go out and just meet like five other people and had to wear masks everywhere and stuff. It was simpler times, Josh, more normal times. <laughs> <laughs> they were the best of times. They were the worst of times. Indeed, indeed, uh, man. But yeah, this this series, this theme park video game review series, began on October 13th. 2019 with theme park which was overall episode 50 of the park rush podcast josh would you ever have believed or even dreamed that the world would be in the state it's in by the time we got to the final game and episode 112 uh no who just thought it oh it, it, dear it's not possible to to know no um hey we try and keep things light here but uh, in all seriousness, it's, you know, wherever you are, but certainly if you're in the UK and, uh, and have had your Christmas plans ripped up over the past 24 hours, then uh, thoughts with you. Hope you're able to have a, as good a festive season as is possible. Because as I said, this is our last episode before Christmas. Although, Josh, you're oh. going to have a, a Christmas special of sorts. Yes. Much as you did last year. We were going to, th- I think at this point, you know, with a week to go, we, we may as well share what it's all about so last oh, year we spent okay. much of the year going through theme park films we did that is true and as a sort of finale to that at christmas time you did a theme park film bracket <laughs> and uh, this year you're going to do the same thing but for video games and you're looking forward to it uh, <laughs> um yes yeah yeah i think this one this one should be a lot better than last one um the last one, I think so. The film one was purely, you know, opinion based, um, and some of them films were a slog to watch. Let alone talk talk about them again by myself. Uh, <laughs> whereas I think there's a lot to talk about here with the video games, a lot of nuances and that sort of thing. So uh, should be good. 
and I'm gonna. Yeah. I've actually kind of thought it out this time. I'm gonna have a script rather than oh, just trying wow. to ad lib, so I can actually, you know, put some words, get some actual thoughts out. This is very professional. That's yeah. how I feel about this. Uh, well, it's all right. It's, I've got a lot of time on my hands. It's not like I'm going anywhere. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Anyway, yeah, that'll be coming at you on the uh, 27th of December. And then I think we'll probably take a, a week off of sorts for New Year. We, we may chuck something up just to say, hey, happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see what what... what ends up happening over the next week or two with uh, this pandemic and stuff. Pandemic of sorts. Uh, I'm sure we'll do some streaming as well over the Christmas period on Twitch. Uh, Parkitect's multiplayer update is out, Josh. We should have a go at that. We should. That'd be uh, awesome. And stream some. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very keen to, to try that out. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, we're at twitch.tv slash parkrush. We're also on Twitter at parkrushpodcast. You can email us, podcast at parkrush.com. Uh, you can find every episode of the show at parkrush.com or on your preferred podcasting app. I think that's everything, Josh, unless you have anything left to add. Uh, no, that's it. Uh, yeah, I hope you can all have as great Christmas as is possible with uh, these unprecedented times. Indeed. Are they unprecedented anymore, though? That's the question. Are they In not these just very precedented? precedented. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Everything's a mess. What's unprecedented about that? <laughs> Hey, I don't man. know about you, but I'm pretty used to it. Tier 4 wasn't even in the exam revision, you know? This is true. This is true. It's been rather sprung on us at the last moment. Yeah. But uh, no, yeah, stay safe out there, everybody. And uh, Josh will see you next week. And uh, I'm sure I will hopefully see some of you on the Twitch channel over the next couple of weeks. But if not, you can hear my dulcet tones once again in the new year. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye.